Thank the Lord Almighty. We've got the opportunity to visit again and talk about the news, but from this perspective, the perspective of the environments that have been prepped. First of all, the prepping of the environment around the COVID is the single greatest brainwashing that's ever happened globally. And there is one member of Congress who gets it. The tweet this member put out is exactly right. If it weren't for the overwhelming number of freedom-loving citizens we have in this country, the Democrats would have us acting like Australia, Germany, and Austria, and others so long ago. Don't give them an inch. I'll tell you who that is today. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is in fact the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I'm still learning the uh, podcast rhythm because you record, and sometimes you record in advance of the day. And we, we put these out so that they're available first thing in the morning, East Coast, 6 a.m. Yeah, because that's how people got used to listening to the program. So yesterday we missed, I can't believe this, missed um, the recognition of Pearl Harbor. And it was at the coffee shack this morning. And the young woman who works there was saying, hey, I went home and watched the special. That young woman gives me a lot of hope, honestly. she I have no idea how old she is. I'm going to guess, you know, mid-20s. But so aware of society and politics. This is a coffee shack in a, in a town in Idaho with 600 people. So it's not impossible to be really astute. And I mean, that sounds very elitist to even think it would be impossible. What I should say is you find people who are really astute and really aware of the situation they live in. She's got the mRNA injection thing down. She understands that. She understands PCR tests. And she went to school for sort of a medical thing. But she just gave me this great hope that this young person sought information out on Pearl Harbor. You know, there are, in in Pearl Harbor, they they had an enormous amount of environment prepping because they prepped an entire country to treat an emperor as a god. And they prepped an entire generation of young men to be excited to die for this god-man. And they prepped the entire country for this idea that this small island nation would be the ones that would take over the, the world. And they did that based upon racial superiority, which is the oldest possible trick I don't know if it's the oldest, well, race, tribal, you know, we are the chosen uh, tribe and we should rule over everybody. Now, I understand from a religious perspective, and we did this, the program last week about being the uh, exiled elect. That's different in that it's not, hey, we're going to go out and rule everybody. It's not something that you can earn. It's not, it's not anything special other than God said, I chose you. It's, it's not racial or, or DNA based. It's, hey, I chose you. Why did God do that? Don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll come through study. But the prepping of the environment in globally and locally, next hour, we're going to talk about the prepping of the environment in American cities. It is impossible to believe that what is being allowed in American cities is not purposeful. It's, it's, you can't 
cannot be aware of the patterns and the data and the behaviors and think that this is not a purposeful effort to take American cities down and with it. America, you can't. And it's taken decades to get to this point, decades of environment prepping. But it is around the COVID flu. And you know, if you listen to the radio show, before we went straight to podcast, there's a reason I'm obsessed with this. Because this is the battle of our lifetime. This is the battle. If you want to ever be free, if you ever, ever, ever want a chance to have your children to be free or your grandchildren, this is the battle. You are in it. You are in the midst of a cultural revolution at the same time as you're in the midst of a top-down revolution. Top-down, bottom-up, squeeze the middle. That's the technique. So I mentioned this member of Congress who said, you better believe it if it weren't for the overwhelming number of freedom-loving citizens we have in this country. The Democrats would have had us uh, living like Australia, Germany, Austria, and others long ago. Don't give them an inch. Now, she doesn't mention one thing in this. And that is freedom-loving gun owners. That's why we are not Austria or Australia or Germany. That's it. That's, that's the reason. It has, it, and look, they're freedom-loving people in Australia, too. They've done a better job of prepping that environment. They did a better job of getting the guns out of the way. And what is going on in Australia is just ungodly. That's another question. We'll talk about what environment is God allowing to be prepped? And what environment is God prepping? Because God builds in his people. He is showing us. I I believe the Lord is saying, guys, have you read the kings? Have you read about the kings the Jewish people have? Have you read about when you turn to and make human beings into kings? Do you know what's happened? Go go consult the, the instruction book I left for you, the Bible. Go consult that. It doesn't work. You always end up like this. And there's always people ready to slide into that position of, oh, I'll be the new emperor. All right. That's and and all and this time though, it's not an external attack. This time it's an internal attack. And the environment prepping continues. Listen to this. This is from the Atlantic. Oh, this is the headline. I need a different what's a voice for the Atlantic? Um, is it safe to hang out with the unboosted? How to make everyday risk assessments when there are many shades of what it means to be vaccinated by Joe Pinksker. Can you think of a less sensical statement? If it's not safe to hang out with the unboosted, you know that this ends up with, uh, is it safe to hang out with the not yet 43 times unboosted? Is it safe to hang out with people who haven't been boosted 44 times? But this, it makes it into the Atlantic. The mental prepping of people. And I just, I, I, I astonish myself. When I look back at some of the things we've talked about over the years, do you recall the number of times I've had people on this program to talk about scientism? The worship of scientists as the ones to make all of our decisions. Scientism is the opposite of the scientific method. Scientism is the people. 
and not just not all scientists. It's the chosen scientists. It's the scientists that the powers that be say, here's the scientists. In terms of being actual scientists, Robert Malone is a hundred times the actual scientist that Tony the Fauci Fauci is. Look, I've spent my life uh, turning to help other people get their inventions uh, across the finish line. And, and Robert Malone, yeah, he thought up some things like mRNA, but look, he doesn't have a $13 billion budget to play with. Exactly. He's a scientist. But we've talked about scientism on the show, the worship of scientism. And now I look back, man, I look back at the few years ago when they, they all of a sudden the measles were very scary. No, uh, was that it? The measles? Remember that? I was working in, in radio at a news station on a, on a very poorly conceived partner show, which was my fault for getting involved. And I love, I, to this day, I have nothing but good thoughts about that building and those people. I mean it, I just, I don't, I just, I'm blessed. But it was very frustrating because they would talk to my friends, former friends in the news department and say, why are we doing this? Why are, what, what, is there some emergency with people dying from the measles now? Why are we so, but, and I got this, our state's health authorities are telling us that this is news. So they're the news directors now, the state news, the, 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 the state health directors are now driving our news. Is there any questions? Like, is there some big spike in deaths? So I'm looking back at that, that opportunity that the, that the, the Mockingbird media took to call people who didn't like the measles vaccine names. And to prep the environment, anti-vax, anti-vax, they're getting the kids killed with measles. Now that I've watched what pharma does, and now that I've dug into these injections, you better believe I'm taking a second look at the measles thing. Environment prepping. Now, there's good news in this, but you go right back to another way the environment's being prepped. So you have the mental prepping, the scaring, the traumatizing of people. You have these these elites at the at the Atlantic asking questions. Is it okay to hang out with someone who only has 41 booster shots versus 42? It's that's and that they can't see that that's an endless loop of injection makes you safe. Until it doesn't and then you get another. That they can't see that. That can only be trauma. That can only be so there's good news that Biden's injection diktat for federal contractors has now been blocked. And this is nationwide. This has been done on a statewide basis before, but now, now this is nationwide. Federal court blocked Biden's vaccine mandate. Georgia and other plaintiffs are suing them or the mandate will likely succeed in their claim that the president exceeded the authorization given him by authorization given him by Congress. U.S. Judge... R. Stan Baker, a Trump nominee, wrote the 28-page decision. Stan is a solid name. I Honestly, I don't know many Stans who are communists. I don't, and by the way, are there leftists named Stan? Or That sounds like a very stout constitutional name. And don't, look, I know that the full name is Stanley. And I, now there's some Stanleys who are questionable, but Stan, when you are, when you have the name Stan, it's a solid name. 
That's not to say that just one syllable, because I'll, t- I'll tell you honestly, honestly, I don't, I don't care for my first name. I don't. It's a sound. It's an utterance. You can say it on accident. You can say it when you get hit in the head. Todd, ah, in case, but Stan, that's solid. So no wonder if you look, if you're going to go to a judge to overturn an unconstitutional dictat, look for the stands. So I'm saying. So this you would think this is great news. But remember the environment they're prepping. The party can never be wrong. The party never stops. This is the inevitability game. This is the wind you down game. This is the they are the Borg game. Resistance is futile. I mean, it's you got the figurehead doing it. Oh, look, uh, I want everybody to understand um, consistence uh, is projectile. Take two. Uh, I want everybody to understand uh, resistance uh, is facile. Take three. Uh, It's futile. Futile. Stop. We'll take care of it in post. It's fine. See, I'm mocking again. I'm not to mock. I'm not. From a perspective of faith, I shouldn't do that. I'm mocking the idea. I see. I just, I get get distracted. I'm mocking the idea that we are to pretend he's in charge of something. So the inevitability game is this, that they go to Saki, they ask her, hey, Jenny, a federal court has said you can't install the injection diktat for for federal uh, people who are or federal contractors. Do you intend to follow what the judge said? Do you have any reaction to a federal judge in Georgia's decision to block the administration from um, enforcing the um, COVID-19 mandate, uh, vaccine mandate for employees or federal contractors? Well, the reason that we proposed uh, these uh, these uh, requirements uh, is that we know they work. Uh, and we are confident in our ability uh, legally uh, to uh, make these happen across the country. Uh, as you know, uh, the federal government, the largest employer in the country, we have successfully implemented these requirements in a way that has not only boosted vaccinations in the federal government with more than 92 percent of people vaccinated, but also helps avoid disruptions in operations. Uh, and our implementation sends a clear message to businesses, including federal contractors, that similar measures will protect their workforce. My oh goodness, there's so much to go into here. Number one, the federal government's the largest employer. Problem number one, when the the largest number of people are employed by an agency that was designed to be a skeleton crew, there's problem number one. The that thing is a tumor. Washington, D.C. is a tumor on the healthy body of America, otherwise healthy. It will continue to grow and metastasize until there are common sense things done. Congressmen don't get to live in D.C. You live at home. Staff, you live in the district you represent, period. You don't need to live in D.C., You have to see people in the stores. You have to have town hall meetings. There are term limits on staff. You get to choose one 
career direction. You can be staff or you can be lobbyists. You can work in regulation or industry, period. You never get to change, ever. We can make these rules. The inevitability, what they're pitching here is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the courts say. It doesn't matter what the results are. It doesn't matter that the injections don't work. More on that in a second. It doesn't matter that they're making kids sick. It doesn't matter that they're killing athletes. It doesn't matter that they appear to be causing cancer. It doesn't matter that they appear to be causing autoimmune disease. It doesn't matter that they were never designed to stop the virus. None of that matters. What matters is the environment they're prepping. The environment is it's inevitable You will be forced to do this. You may as well get it over with because you're going to be forced. We're going to corner you. We're going to make you. And once we prep the environment for we can make you put stuff in your body that you didn't want there, which is needle rape. That's what it is. It is needle rape. Once they prep the environment for we can needle rape you. There is nothing they can't do. That's why this is the battle of our lifetime. Don't get to this congressperson who gets it. Finally, truly gets it. Rand Paul, God bless him. He does great work talking about the Wuhan Institute and talking about the fact that this is gain of function, talking about and suggesting that this is a bioweapon, pointing out the fact that Fauci, the homicidal Fauci, this homicidal, That's not name calling. That is describing a behavior of which I think he's guilty, homicide. He's great at that. He's great at talking about these should be, the the, the injections should be optional. He still pretends they're vaccines, still pretends they're useful. He can't believe that. It's got to be polling. But this is another opportunity to turn. Just take a glimpse back in histoire. Who said that on the radio a lot? Histoire. Of course it was the Maha, God rest him. President Trump's staffer, or one of the staffers, anonymous staffer, spoke apparently to CNN behind the scenes and said something that CNN now, now you hear this and the guy was absolutely right. Now our president is leading by those brave Americans before us, we are meeting this challenge. But now our president is leading by bad example. No distance, few masks, and many places prohibit gatherings like these. All brushed off by a senior White House official with this. Everybody is going to catch this thing eventually. They are in the CNN voice. Did you hear this? Did you hear that? Everyone's going to catch it eventually. I will suck the blood from your brain while you watch me. I'm Johnny Dahmer, his brother, (laughs) reporting for CNN. Everyone will get this virus, period. It's endemic. You will probably get multiple versions of it throughout your life. Good news is if you get natural immunity, it's better at fighting off the variants than the injections, which, of course, are probably causing the variants. 
So that staffer was right, but it's inevitable. You're going to get cornered. We're going to make you do it. So a question, what environment is God allowing them to prep? This wouldn't be happening if God wasn't allowing it. What is God prepping for us? What world is he allowing to happen? Let's talk about that in a second. In September of 2020, CNN wrote this. Well, let's just do Grim Milestone. I'm Grim Milestone. Past vaccine disasters show why rushing a coronavirus vaccine now would be colossally stupid. That's the headline. Colossally stupid. September of 2020, the next month following that, when Biden was said to have won the election, all of a sudden it changed. When that man was installed, all of a sudden the headline was, the vaccines against the coronavirus are safe and effective despite the fact that they were developed in a matter of hours in a, in a computer program. I'm Grim Milestone. This is, this is from the article. Vaccine experts are warning the federal government um, against rushing out a coronavirus vaccine before testing has shown it's both safe and effective. Decades of history show why they're right. But what do we have? Again, prepping the environment. It's inevitable. You're going to be forced to do this. We own you. It doesn't matter what the data says. It doesn't matter what everybody who listens to the the Todd Herman show or Steve Deese or reads Alex Berenson says. It doesn't matter about the occasional appearances on Laura Ingram. It doesn't matter that Tucker Carlson reports on this. None of that matters. It doesn't matter that there's now 30,000 scientists saying, stop this. Don't do this. It doesn't matter that we've got the data to show that if you get these injections, it can ruin your immune system. It doesn't matter that there's now more injected people in the hospitals than uninjected. None of that matters because it's an inevitability they're showing us. Second, we're expanding our efforts to vaccinate children ages five and up. For any parent worried about Omicron variant or the Delta variant, get your child vaccinated at one of the 35,000 locations in the country, including doctor's offices, pharmacies, children's hospitals, and 9,000 pop-up clinics at schools. If you're wondering where to go, again, visit. How many, uh, I stopped it there, by the way. There's a website you have paid to create for Big Pharma. Every one of those pop-ups is for Big Pharma. Every injection is profit for them. You're paying for the ads. You're paying for the damage. You paid for the development. Well, sure, there's people at the CDC who own parts of the patent and make money on that, and that's not corrupt. It is not corrupt that the CDC and the National Institute of Health have scientists who get to take a rider, get to live on the float from their patents that they get to participate in. Nothing dirty about that. So that's Biden saying go to any one of the pharma injection points the government's paid to put up to get your kids shot up with something that cannot benefit them. How many voices have we played on the air of parents who've lost their kids to this trash mRNA and DNA in ANA? How many? Probably 10, 15. How about the kids who've been injured? How about the young woman who went to get shot up because she was in one of the tests 
I think she was 12. Then she got a neurological problem, ended up on a feeding tube. And the people from Pfizer said, nah, it's just not connected to the injections. They recorded it as a stomach ailment. A stomach ailment. She's in a wheelchair on a feeding tube and needs help breathing. Back to history. The environment they're prepping is history doesn't happen. It didn't happen. Japan, Pearl Harbor. Mao, China, year zero. History's gone. Tear the statues down. I'm the man god. Everything that went before is nonsense. 2021 America. That's not what vaccine means. We changed it. There's no such thing as herd immunity. We changed that. That doesn't exist anymore. No, the voting machines can't be hacked. They've never been hackable. Oh, sure, we said they were hacked then, and we, we had them hacked on the floor of Congress. On the floor of Congress, Democrats showed that the, the voting machines are insecure, can be hacked, and are, in fact, connected to the Internet. But that never happened. But you just submitted it did. Yeah, but the party can never be wrong. The thickness of the prepping of the environment is amazing. So here is an example. This is from CNN, guys. September 2020. Before the injections became magic things that everyone must love. Quoting CNN. The Cutter incident. On April 12, 1955, the government announced the first vaccine to protect kids against polio. Within days, labs made thousands of lots of the vaccine. Batches made by one company, Cutter Labs, accidentally contained the live polio virus and it caused an outbreak. More than 200,000 children got the polio vaccine, but within days, the government had to abandon the program. 40,000 kids got polio. Some had low levels. A couple hundred were left with paralysis and about 10 died, said Dr. Howard Markle, a pediatrician, distinguished professor and director of the Center for the History of Medicine at the University of Michigan. The government suspended the vaccination program until it could determine what went wrong. 17,000 deaths at least from this junk. Yes, there are dead kids. There may be as many as 200,000 or more people killed by these injections. How do they do that? Because they look at all-cause mortality in countries like the United States, which it is up, and in Britain, which it's way up, and they're months ahead of us in forcing people to get these injections. All-cause mortality is up. It went up in Sweden. Sweden got conned into pushing these injections. All-cause mortality went up right after that program. And you're looking at the things you would see, heart attacks and strokes, Remember the prepping of the environment? There's articles out this past weekend that the winter time leads to more strokes and heart attacks, even in kids. There's bus boards out. Kids get heart attacks too. How to know the signs. There's ads in Britain. Kids have strokes too. How to know the signs. They prep the environment to normalize the abnormal. Do you remember what I said? This is the most intricately designed psyop in global history. They're running ads to get people to believe it's normal for kids to drop dead of heart attacks. But let's push these. Do you see the inevitability? Do you see the brutality of this? 
I hope people understand why. When I call Fauci a homicidal murderer, I'm not doing it for attention. I wrote a piece at Substack with 10, 10, 10 questions for the Fauci that if he ever had the answer, would reveal him as the murderer he is in my mind. And I think that's what the evidence shows. Here's the Pfizer CMO. He wants you to know something very important about kids dying from these injections. Let me make you clear that when we're talking about the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, there have been no deaths have been reported to have occurred directly as a result of the vaccine and the vaccine alone. Okay? There have been deaths reported with other vaccines, and they're now beginning to look into the reasons for this. But I think that that really needs to be, be clarified. So did you hear the language? As a result of the vaccines and the vaccines alone. Why didn't you count it that way with COVID? You pushed to have it seem that anybody who ever had COVID and then died was a COVID death. You pushed for that. Secondly, you're lying. You guys are hand in hand. You fund the FDA. Some 43% or so of the FDA's budget comes from them. They're the money baggers for the FDA. That guy writes the money that pays the paychecks of those people. They get to participate and in, in, in the profits from his patents. So that's the company, Pfizer, who according to the family and the media reports, and in fact, the lawsuit, called a girl who got a neurological disorder, couldn't breathe on her own, suddenly had to be in a wheelchair. They called it the, the effectively a stomachache. And they're telling you that no one's died directly as a result only from the vaccine. Very careful language. Now, all of this is prepping our environment for the next portion of this discussion. Because they're not done prepping us. They're not done with the inevitability. I beg you on my knees. I beg you on my knees to set a marker now. You will not participate in this. You will not. You will not participate in the boosters. You will not be conned into that. You will not be conned into the injection dictac passports, your traveling papers. I'm going to make the case for you that this is what they're prepping. And see, and none of this, none of this matters data-wise, but I'll give you a data point. This is from Alex Berenson. There was a top so-called regulator at the FDA. Who's, they're not regulators. You don't regulate people who write your paychecks. You don't regulate your bosses. That's not how it works. Dr. Peter Marks is his name, oversees the vaccines for the Food and Drug Administration. He said that once we get 70% of people injected, she over. That's it. The pandemic's done. You get 70% of people injected. Barrett's looking at the data, points out that that simply never happened. Countries like Britain, 70% or 69.3% of people have been injected the entire population. Not the adults. That's not the adults. That's the entire population. Kids, young people included. 
About 30% of Britons have now received a third dose in what's happening. The cases, cases, cases are skyrocketing. And more importantly, so are deaths, 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 all cause mortality up. See, this is the inevitability. This is the point of it doesn't matter. This is the point of the party showing this dominance. So with that being true, what are they actually prepping the environment for? The next stages of this, I will make the case for you, for all of us, why we have to say we will not participate in the traveling paper swindle. We will not get the boosters. We will not have our kids shot up. Because the battle that's coming our way makes this stuff look like a cakewalk. It truly does. I hope you'll go to the ToddHermanShow.com, share this show with your friends. That's one way you can grow it. That's the biggest thing. I'll tell you just real quick. Google's playing a a, a crazy game with us. We knew that we were going to have to help people find us through the search engine. What happened to the Todd Herman radio show? So we built a website that's keyed in to do that. Google will not take our ads. They won't let me advertise my show because they say I'm violating the copyright. Todd Herman's copyright. I am Todd Herman. That's getting taken care of. And Apple and some other people are really kind of slow walking the approval of our podcast. And I will tell you, the numbers for our podcast prior to leaving KTTH, we were regularly in the top 200 for news. For news. Now think about that. We're in the top 200 for news. That's every news program in the country has a podcast. And we, a conservative talk show for news, we were consistently in the top 10 for any and all local talk shows or, 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 or city-based talk shows, non-national talk shows. So the biggest thing you can do for us and for all of us is to share the show. Please just pick 10 friends. 10 friends who like the show before or who like Rush Limbaugh or Dan Bongino, you kind of know. Send that to people, please. That's the biggest thing you can do for us. And for you, if you like the show. Here's what we're facing. And this is where I want to bring the Lord into this. What environment is God prepping, allowing to be prepped? I would tell you this. I believe that God is showing us the naked corruption. I think God is showing us, here's your God, men. I think the Lord is creating a circumstance where it's going to be harder and harder and harder for people to have any trust in these systems. And the people who have trust in these systems only do that because I believe they have no alternative. They can't turn to the Lord because he's been erased from their minds. This is the new idol. This is the new golden calf. Tony Fauci is a golden calf. Well, there is a miniature of me where I have a calf's head and it's my body. It's, you, you can't really tell it's my body until you look closely and see that in one pocket uh, there are needles. And then in the other pocket there is pharma cash. And, and that way you can tell that I am the, the golden calf with a calf face. Fauci. Here's what we're facing. Here's what God is showing us. When everything is allowed, nothing is forbidden. When there's no rules, there's no standard of truth, where there's no standard of morality, here's what you get. What God is showing us is, I am a God of order. I am a God of freedom. 
and responsibility. I am the least dictatorial being on earth. Well, he's not on earth. He's omnipotent and omniscient, but I am not a dictator, guys. These are your dictators. You could be following a Christian path. You could be focusing on sin problems. You could be focusing on worshiping me. You could be focusing on making your life about following a path I've laid out for you, which is a love relationship between us and your children. You could be doing that, but no, you've built this edifice, this huge, obscene golden calf of government, of scientism. So here's what God is showing us. The face of tyranny, in my judgment, is the face of humans as gods. It's from Canada, guys in a convenience store. And he's going to get himself in trouble because he refuses to cover his face with something. And he ends up in a, in a convenience store, ends up getting himself arrested. I'm exempt. Right. I'm exempt, so I don't need a mask. He's telling me you're so exempt. mind your business, yeah? Mind your business. You don't need to ask me if I'm exempt. No, you don't need to ask me. It's not your business. What I'm going to do with you now, yeah? I'm going to ask you why you're exempt. You don't need to worry. It's my medical history. I'm not asking your medical history. So don't worry. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'll be going. No, you won't. You don't even have your mask on properly. Look at this guy. He's got his nose out and he's trying to tell me to wear a mask or in a subway when I'm exempt for asthma. So mind your business and let me go on my journey. So these guys who pretend to be cops and they're pure thugs, they're brainwashed thugs. They are. They themselves, one cop had his stupid face diaper down below his nose. The other cop wasn't wearing one when he came into the store. Only put it on to go make the arrest. And I look at the Lord. I look at his history. You want kings? I'll give you kings. You want to be ruled? I'll let you be ruled. You want to create your own rulers? Please be my guest. I don't think you should. I think I can demonstrate to you through our history together that that's not a good idea. I've given you democratic republics. You wanted to try that. You thought that would work out. You guys failed to put godly people in charge. This myth, this separation of church and state does not appear in the Constitution. By the way, I am not asking for theocracy. Last, well, it's not the last thing I want, but I do not want a theocracy because that's not true Christianity. What I want is to say, do godly people do this to one another? Is it a godly behavior to go to someone who is not sick and say, cover the face God gave you? You're accused of being human. Your sickness is exhaling. Your crime is breathing freely. Does any of that sound godly? Christ Jesus set the example of, oh, no, I'm going to go help the leper. And this isn't leprosy or anything like it. He set that example. I'll go wash the feet of the poor. Well, Canada, we're going to go into the convenience store and take working people and shove them around because they haven't covered their face. The environment that God is prepping or allowing them to prep is, you miss me? 
Do you miss the guy who led people out of slavery? Do you miss that? Do you miss being able to count on someone always? Even if the answer is no, you can count on me. Do you miss the wonderful counselor? Do you miss the sanctuary that I am? Do you even know I'm there? I think that's what God is showing people, allowing to be shown. And people are making the choice. The path is long, and it's it's a narrow entry. But it starts with looking very open-eyed at the choices laid out before us. There's a reason I talk about the party and not the parties. Because the parties, the R versus D, it's a distraction. Yes, I will vote Republican. I can't imagine voting for a Democrat. If a Democrat came along and it was godly, they wouldn't be a Democrat, frankly. There's Republicans who are completely ungodly people. The party is is the earthly problem. If we recognize that the party is setting itself up as the god of this planet, then we have a different discussion. What was Christ's personality type, like the dominant person of his personality? What was it? It was humility. Unmatched humility. To me, that's the dominant personality type of the Lord Jesus Christ. A humble to the point of being nailed to a tree. Could have said at any point, no. You guys are done. He could have swept the entire country with a snap of a finger. Didn't. Allowed himself to be murdered. The face of humility. And simply has asked us, hey, live in a godly way. Follow my path. The authorities he faced, they didn't care that he hadn't done anything. He'd murdered no one. He was not a guy who was going to go out and start an armed rebellion. Much to the disappointment of the zealots and other Jewish people. Wait, you're not, you're not a general? You don't have an army? No. Some trust in horses and chariots. I trust in God Almighty. Phenomenal sort of revolution. So when you look at this, hear this next clip. Are we dealing here with anything godly, or is this a reversal in history? Is this a going back to the time of the Romans? We faced this stuff before. It's our turn. Times such as these come around. It's the book of Esther says. So from a guy being arrested for not wearing a mask, we go to another sound. This is from Austria. Now remember, God is the God of the universe. So Austria is part of our universe, right? Here's from Austria an SOS for the rest of the world. Dear supporters and dear followers, today an Austrian newspaper published the rules the government wants to introduce on the 1st of January already here in Austria. Those rules say that if you're not vaccinated, you can get fined up to 2,000 euros each time you're caught unvaccinated. This can mean, and this is explicitly um, um, being said so, that you can also get fined more than once a day 
also three times, four times, five times if you're unvaccinated. If you refuse to pay this, the government wants to put us into a, an, a separate prison, which is which has to be created for unvaccinated people up to one year. So if you're not vaccinated, you can face prison time up to one year. That's the reason I need your support. We as Austrians, we all need your support. Go back through the facts. The death rate. 0.13%. You know the facts. None of it's medical. The most charitable explanation for any of this would be they've made an incredible gross mistake. They've gotten people killed. They overreacted. They panicked. They employed idiotic mitigation strategies. But guess what? That's not what happened. This environment was prepped in Event 201, and everybody who watched Event 201 knows it. They folded it to a T. They had discussions about how to get CNN to run scare tickers. Constantly, every time you looked at CNN, you're reminded that the most deadly virus known to the world is sweeping the land. It's not covering up incompetence. This is the stage that we're in, in their plan to get to inevitability. This is the stage we're in, in their plan to force everybody into a corner, get injected or get kicked out of society. This is the stage we're in. It was planned. It was rehearsed. It's still being installed. Even as Gates is now trying to separate himself. Uh, I think that um, this has been an interesting experiment uh, to see uh, how many, uh, how, how much trust there is uh, in government uh, and uh, uh, public health authorities. And uh, sadly, I, I think we've, uh, I think we've failed. See, he's already shifting out and the plan's still going on. Is that a godly thing happening in Aust- in Austria? People who aren't sick being separated from people who aren't sick. People who can make others sick getting separated from people who could also make others sick. People who've been injected and can get the virus and pass it on being separated from people who have not been injected and can get the virus and pass it on. It's the ultimate of putting people against each other's throats. It's the ultimate conning people into believing their neighbors are the great dread, dirt people, diseased people, and it should chill people that that's Austria. God allowed that to happen as well. And there was the rebirth of the country of Israel. Not the rebirth, but the revitalization. There were a lot of Jews that came out of that saying, I'm done. I want my Jewishness back. What about you? Where are you? Has politics ever become an icon for you? Because it has for me. It has stood between myself and God. I recently made a just subtle change. So my web browser of all things, I had noticed I have these little tabs across the top of my web browsers. 
my job, that's data for my job, show resources, must reads. I'm keeping track. There's some, some things I read every day. It's about 40 things I read every day. Training, that's my CrossFit stuff. You know what wasn't first? Scripture study. I did a stupid little thing. I moved scripture study over to the left-hand side. It's the first thing I see so that if I start to reach for my job first thing in the morning, I shame myself. Wait a minute, stop. You're up. It's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> You're alone in the house. Everyone's asleep. The same people are asleep. The people who don't have sinus issues are asleep. Study your scripture. Guys, the battle is gargantuan. Here's what faces us. And I want to go back to this, this, this statement from this congresswoman. Okay, this is who said it. Here's the quote. First of all, I'll tell you who said it. You better believe it, if it weren't for the overwhelming number of freedom-loving Americans we have in this country, the Democrats would have had us living like Austria, Germany, Austria, probably Australia, Germany, Austria, and others long ago. Don't give them an inch. So that's Lauren Boebert from Colorado owner of Shooter's Grill. I'm the mom who told Beta O'Rourke, hell no, you're not taking our guns. Pardon me. Heck no, you're not taking our guns. Member of Congress. She gets it. We have a right to defend the lives God gave us. They are God's, not government's. I cannot conceive of a constitutional prerogative allowing the government to separate the healthy from the healthy, the can make people sick from the can make people sick, the can get the disease from can get the disease when there is no medical material difference. I cannot conceive of a constitutional excuse for that. If it's not constitutional, it's ungodly. We are to follow, I'll explain, we are to follow the constitutional rules of government in this country because the Constitution is our rule book. It is what guides our society. We get to say that's blatantly unconstitutional in my mind. But here's where this is headed. This is the game. This is the end match. Australia, a young woman, and this is from a website that is, that is just vital. It's unheard, unherd.com, bookmark it, download it, app it, do whatever you need to do to reward this website with your business, unheard.com. Haley Hodgson's was 26. She moved from Darwin to Melbourne to escape the never-ending lockdowns only to find herself locked up in an internment camp for COVID without even having had the virus. She has just returned from a 14-day detention at Howard Springs, a 2,000-person capacity COVID camp. It's the second time she's been interned into these camps. Second time. And here's how it went down this time. Okay, so how it all started was um, a friend of mine went to work and got tested for COVID. He had a little bit of a cold. He tested positive. He got put into this quarantine camp um, and then we went about our days as normal and then the investigators starting to knock on our doors and stuff like that. Um, so then what actually happened was I had investigators come. I walked out the front. Of- just, just to interrupt you, so how did they investigate you? Were, were, 
were you part of a contact tracing kind of list? Or? So they, what they did is how they contacted me was I have a scooter and they ran my number plate and they ran the number plates and seen the footage that I was with the person who had tested positive and that's how they knocked on my door and knew where I lived from running my number plate. So they show up at the house and they'd say, hey, like, have you been tested? She lied. She didn't want to go back to internment camp, so she lied. Oh, I've been tested. Later, they called her and said, hey, we looked in the database. We can't find you. She admitted, you guys, I lied. I'm sorry. I was scared. I don't want to be interned again. So they said, okay, then we're going to send someone out to test you. That's what they told her. We're sending someone out to test you. Now, by the way, she owns it. She took ownership. I lied. I made that mistake. I was terrified. I didn't want to go back to this camp. So here's what happened to her. The next people who rocked up at my house were two other police officers. They blocked my so driveway. These are, these are actually uniformed police officers, normal yep. police officers. Yeah. So then the police officers blocked my driveway. I walked out and I said, what's going on? Are you guys testing me for COVID? What's happening? They said, no, you're getting taken away and you have no choice. You're going to Howard Springs. Um, you either come with us now um, and we'll put you in the back of the Divi van. So, or you can have a choice to get a COVID cab. So, of course, I chose the COVID cab because they said, well, if we're to take you, we're going to um, hand you a $5,000 fine. So, of course, I didn't want that to happen. So I just said, look, I don't consent to this. I don't I don't understand why I can't just self-isolate at home like a lot of other people are doing. Um, and they just said, we've just been told from higher up where to take you, and that's all that there is. It's just the higher ups. The woman is not sick. She tested negative and she didn't get to leave. They told her while she was in the camp in prison. If you do this again, we'll keep you for a longer period of time. It wasn't because she was sick. It wasn't because she was a risk. It wasn't because she tested positive. It wasn't because they couldn't keep her at home with an ankle bracelet. That's not why. This is the party. We own the bodies God gave you. We own you. God is the only being who can claim ownership over us because he made us. The environment the Lord has prepped is the same environment in reverse. If we would like to, as the elect, go back into Egypt, go back into slavery, go back into being owned, to own nothing and be happy. And some people prefer that. After the Lord rescued them from Egypt, after Moses showed them God's going to kill the Egyptian army by drowning them in the river after he went through the seven plagues. You watched the seven plagues, right? You watched us walk through an ocean. You watched that same ocean bury the Egyptian troops, the chariots and horses that some people trust in where we trusted the Lord God. You watched all of that. And there were Jewish people who said, we want to go back to Egypt. 
We had bowls of meat. There are people who are going to choose that path. Let us not be the people who choose that path. Let us be the people who insist upon honoring being taken out of slavery in the first place by not being enslaved to this machine. By pledging our allegiance and being willing to take a knee to no being other than the Lord Almighty. That's our charge. That's the environment. And it's going to get harder and harder and harder for people to not make a decision. To the people you love, it is time now to be talking about our faith. Time now to be talking about it that we know things are terrible in the world, but we also know they're going to be okay because we know who wins. Someone asked me the other day, when things got so bad with your family, how did you not implode us? Well, I did. How'd you keep going? Because of my, my faith in God and because of my family, which was provided me by God. And I am so glad to be getting the emails I'm getting from you guys. I'll get to those in a second. I want to just remind you that one of the things you can do to help us grow the podcast, we are getting just brutalized by Silicon Valley. I know that's a shock. Um, Google will not take our search ads. So when people search for the Todd Herman show, they're still finding the old website and God bless my former employers at KTTH. And it's not their job to go take their websites down. Our website should be coming up top in the results, but Google will not take our ads. They say I'm violating a copyright issue by having a show called the Todd Herman show when that is in fact my name. So our digital guy is never seen anything like this and he is the best. Uh, Greenhaven Digital, the very, very best at that helping businesses get discovered. Dave's never seen anything like this. I showed it to a friend of mine who is in the ad business as an agent. He, he buys just hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in ads. No, more than that. He probably buys half a million dollars in ads a month. He said, what? I've never seen that. That's insane. So I would ask you to share this show with your friends. If you've listened this far into the podcast, I guess you like it. Thank you for that. Simply pick 10 friends who are conservative, who are godly people, and send the show to them and say, please give this a listen. If you know people who listen to me on Rush or you have friends who are fans of the Maha, God rest them, please just share the show with them. That's the way to help us grow. That's right now really the only way to make us grow. Although I'll be buying some ads at iHeart and, and et cetera and some of the other platforms. Well, an update on that. We're in, um, see, we're waiting on Apple to approve us and uh, some of the other platforms, but we're on some of the big platforms. And that's very, very good. To the emails we go. Long one here. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to the mothers. This is a, this is a pretty long one. This is from uh, Aaron Joint Base Lewis McCord. Thank you for continuing what you had at KTTH and taking the show to podcast. I do miss your personal notes every day. We do them every day. We just can't use the Bob Seger music yet because I'm still working out the licensing deal, but we do wrap up the show every day with a personal note after we do a song, if we do a song of the day. Due to the nature of my nine to five job, I didn't always get to listen to you live. So I would text Todd to get the podcast and listen to you in the gym on my way home from work most days. Man, I was asleep for the longest time. It wasn't until I believe President Trump fully exposed through a media that despised him so much of what's truly going on. You say these uh, three days into the pandemic, you'd seen enough to know it wasn't about health. It took me about three months. 
Once Cairo and Como, their in, in their TV stations in Seattle, started telling me to wear a mask for COVID, but a mask wouldn't help against wildfire smoke, and how the First Amendment right to burn cities and smash businesses was justified, and not to protest church lockdowns, that was my awakening. Maybe God directed me to KTTH. I don't know, but I found you and Jason Rance was able to tune into the KTTH broadcast every morning on the way to work and hear your first hour live. I feel right now my biggest test is having my wise eye open to all that's been revealed. Being married to my wife of 21 years who simply doesn't want to wake up. She got the Moderna jab back in February and March despite my begging her just to give it more time to see how these things work or don't. Even with all the data I provide, she can't get past all the personal, the emotional examples of people she knows who's been impacted by COVID-19, or at least that's what the PCR test says it is. The pressure on me to get it is so that we can travel to Europe with kids to go to a show, et cetera, has not backed off. Though I think she's accepted that if she wants to do these things, it will be without me, which is also just as terrible. Brother, I envy the support system I believe you have at home. I pray every day that my wife will see it the same as me, especially as the truth seems to be bursting at the seams to blow the lid off this incredible lie we've been fed for almost two years now. Thank you for sharing your testimony from Harborview Fellowship on YouTube. I heard your, you speak about your faith before, but I'd never heard the story of him and how he brought the kid, um, the young kid from prison to Christ. I'm blessed to have parents that have found Christ in I, as I do. Please continue to have the same fun with the podcast as you did at KTTH. You had me rolling with the story about the kid who tossed the blue-bladed machete for the fence into the river. Personal stories, you Fauci, tireless research and faith is what made me a guy who now 45 years of never listening to talk radio gets up every morning wondering what Todd's going to inform about. Keep keeping us grounded, brother. Aaron, Joint Base, Lewis McCord. Aaron, uh, just based upon where you work, thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for listening to the program. And look, that divide, that divide in families and particularly in marital families, this is something Satan loves. Oh, he loves it. He loves the disordered family. More than anything in the world, if he can destroy the family, he can destroy the soul. So he concentrates on that and notice something. What's the party doing? The perverse pornographic sex ed destroys the family. Critical race theory destroys the family. Telling girls that they're really boys and their parents hate them and want them to die, that's the only reason they won't let them get shot up with testosterone, destroys the family. Early sexualization of kids through Hollywood destroys the family. Showing kids by prepping an environment that the only way for you to be okay in society is to be LG something destroys the family. It's remarkable. I have real problems, real challenges with the head of the household. Biblically, men are to be heads of the household. And you know what that doesn't mean? The bosses. It doesn't mean the dictators. It means in matters spiritual, the husband is to lead. Were you ever taught that as a dude growing up? I was never taught that. My best friend once told me, you're the priest of your household. I was robbed of that knowledge. One of the things that's happened in society is, 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 is making evil any form of structure. Men and women have different capabilities and different sensibilities and different abilities. And men being the head of the household never means you can be an abusive spouse. Far from it, God would strike you down. But there's an order to things. And there is disorder that can be psychological. There's disorder that can be biological. And there's disorder that can be societal. 
And man, does Satan love himself some disorder. I really don't feel like we have time for the song of the day. It's just unfortunate. It's one of my very favorite songs. I'll save it, but I will give you this. On a personal note, speaking of theft, the theft of the free-range kid growing up free-range. Did you grow up free-range? I still, to this day, remember what it was to wake up so early in the morning, even as a kid, because I had a free-range day planned for me. I remember being, you know, saying goodbye to my mom at nine o'clock in the morning and walking out the door. See, we have a God that is a God of freedom and a God of responsibility. And man, did we sometimes pay the prices for living in the free range. I'll never forget the moment. My dear, dear friend, Eric. I grew up with a guy named Eric and it was really frustrating being his friend. See, Eric actually rescued me from being a bullied kid. I didn't know how to act cool. Maybe that would have been a good thing. Maybe I would have turned out a better person if I didn't know how to act cool. I didn't have, quote, cool friends. And it was very, very sad when I sort of, as a kid, ended the friendships I did have with kids who weren't cool. I, I am pained. I so want to find a boy named Evan. I so want to find him and say, I am so Sorry, I abandoned you. I just mourn it. Because he had kind of a meltdown. No, not kind of a meltdown. He had a meltdown. And he was a hurting boy. And I turned my back on him. Man, I feel bad about that. I would love to find him. I remember his last name. I would even probably recognize him if I saw him to this day. And he probably doesn't care. Like, I have been over, I forgot you existed. And I, I would say, Awesome. I could never forget Eric existed because he was a guy who was so cool. I'd see him at school and he had the most stunning hair. Like, you know how some guys could feather their hair back in the day and it was just perfectly done. That was Eric. He looked like a, he looked like a young, he, he did. He looked like a young Jim Morrison, but with just a tiny little bit of David Cassidy in him. I know I'm aging myself. So he was like a mix of just, he was like 10% David Cassidy, 90% Jim Morrison in his looks. Couldn't sing a wit, but he looked that way. He could wear the coolest clothes. He always had the coolest jeans, even though his family had no money. Somehow Eric always had these jeans. I found out later his sisters got him those jeans and maybe through some questionable means. They were, they were, they were very creative girls. Riding by his house one day and I just thought, this is the neighborhood. I know those guys live around here. And I heard my last name, Herman. What is this? And there came Eric, majestic, lion-like, walking out of his house. Let's ride bikes. He became my very, very dearest friend. A couple of weeks before he died, he told me, you saved me. I told him, no, 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 you saved me. He goes, no, no. Yours was the only house I ever had any normalcy in. I used to joke about calling your mom, mom. I wanted her to be my mom, Todd. The only family meals I ever had in my entire life were at your house. The only time I ever sat at a dinner table was at your house. The only time I ever had a mother say, it's too late, go to bed, was at your house. 
All I did was, I don't even know what I did for you. You showed me how to be cool. That's oh yeah, that. <laughs> That's not immaterial when you're growing up. Free range. <laughs> the amount of alcohol Eric and I drank in sixth grade, you guys. Sixth grade, 12, 15 beers, spirits. Now, we never did anything to harm anybody except ourselves. I'll never forget the day, free range, where we decided it would be a really good idea to get on the top of Eric's second story home and then jump off. But let's get some mattresses and stack them below us so that we can land like stuntmen. I'll never forget thinking, hey, you know what would be a better idea is what if we rode our bikes off into the mattresses, but, but tossed our bikes before we hit them. So here we are on a rooftop in Spokane Valley doing this. Luckily, at that point, we hadn't had any alcohol. And, and we are jumping into these mattresses, bouncing. And I heard this massive snapping sound. And so in my head, I thought, wait, there's no wood in mattresses. That's not a box frame. Did we put a box frame down there? And then I heard Eric say, and we didn't say the word dude. All he could say was not my last name. All he said was my first name. Todd! (laughs) My friend had broken his arm. And I thought, what are we going to do? Like, free range is free range. There's God. There's the responsibility. What are you going to do? So we wrapped his arm up. I don't know, like tried to put the bones back together. Then thought about which of our friends has a mother who's a nurse. We went down the street. Mother was the nurse. You need to go to the hospital. And we did. I went to visit Eric. I hadn't seen him in about 10 years. He had two children, Stormy and Jen. He stopped drinking. He stopped doing cocaine. He stopped it when he met his wife. This boy who never met a woman who didn't fall in love with him. I mean it. A girl, a woman, a young lady. Eric was the get. He married his wife. He told me privately he'd always been uncomfortable with female attention. He had never, ever had sexual relations. It was all a pose. It was all a front. He was never comfortable with it until he met his beloved wife. And she told him, me or the drugs and the drink. He chose well. What I remember most before he died was I found out he'd been a painter I saw the paintings he made and they were phenomenal. I am so sad that they washed out in a rainstorm. He'd stored them outside because Eric never thought anything of them. But as happens, as God works, one of his daughters remembered what they looked like. She repainted them from memory as a way of remembering her father who died too young of Lou Gehrig's disease. God hides beauty the strangest ways. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well. 
be strong, be kind, and please be right with God.